it's going to make this interception that much more painful. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Bunch of stuff still in the balance for me, but it's not looking good for my afternoon games, Andy. Um, the morning games were good. Weird, bad, uh, all kinds of different emotions about the way that the NFL Sunday has unfolded for me so far. How are you feeling? Yeah, I, I wish the Niners would score a little more. Obviously, that would help. I got a, a, yeah. the best of the got the best of the number there in a six. It's uh, a point away from what I needed. Apparently, if they can get a stop here, they have a chip chair and a chance. Obviously, they would never think of kicking a field goal to try to cover for us. So then we would also be sweating an overtime push at some point, or maybe a last second field goal. But by the uh, a pick six and then a last second field goal by the Cardinals, that'd be great. Um, Cowboys live betting went good. Early live betting went good. The only live betting that went bad was uh, thinking that the Broncos were going to get back into it. That did not happen. Um, the Chargers game has been a ton of fun. Um, some some steam that was just not rewarded whatsoever. The under in that one and the Jets were heavily steamed. And that's just that's just how it goes sometimes, man. Like, I believed in people that were betting on the Jets. There were some good reasons. Just... So even getting back in that game felt weird for them. They were uh, that was a ugly way to start the morning. Um, otherwise, you know, obviously a really, really, really goofy. I hate even using the term witching hour because I think it's dumb, but that's what it was. It was nuts for a while. The field goal stuff was nuts. Uh, before we get through to going through all the games and kind of doing a little recap quick, I got a quick prize picks promo to mention. For any new users, free money. This one is Josh Allen to complete a pass, which you were awful hard on the Bills, but I think even you will believe he can get over the 0.5 passes completed against the vaunted Chiefs defense tonight. Free 25 bucks if you use code BetSperts NFL on prize picks. Maybe I'll put an entry together while you're talking. I don't know. I, I didn't do so hot in DFS. I did the uh, – Bengal stack that was not as good as the brown stack which i had last week week early on that one but uh yeah what uh what about you as far as anything else before we get into the games well i agree with you i think josh allen probably completes pass although it has been a dangerous day for the lanky mobile quarterbacks uh namely daniel jones uh not not uh yeah that was not good um yeah, I, I have a question for you real quick on that because I'm going to give you credit. You nailed the Teddy uh, – and not that he – Oh, my independent well, neurology. But you're, you're in, <laughs> I gave you shit yeah. about being an independent neurologist, yeah. but uh, you did call Teddy coming back. So your thoughts on Daniel Jones, who looked like a newborn baby deer when he stood up. That one yeah. looked like – I mean, they, they called him out right away. That one looked like a possible multi-week one, right? Yes, I would say yes. And also, the Giants' season is over, so why push your quarterback yeah, why back out there? Back? You know? I mean, the bridge. What part of my thinking on the Bridgewater thing, as sad as this is, was uh, I had a, you know, a, you have a gut re- read that uh, after a loss, three and, you know, three and one start, the 
Broncos were going to push him if possible uh, to try to get back out there. And I feel like that's probably what did happen. He didn't look sharp. Um, he wasn't great today. Do you want to go through the results uh, starting with um, – oh, that's it. Browns lose. Yeah, Browns lose. Browns lose. Niners not going to cover. Rough afternoon for me. Damn Rough it. After, yeah. The Niners. Uh, yeah, it's not, looking like, not, not looking like the Niners are going to get their stop here. Mm. Um, ooh, Tampa Bay tied it. Tampa tied up the baseball game. We got some action there. That's fun. Um, yeah, I mean, let's just start at the start at the top. We'll kind of skip over the Thursday game. I think we've talked about that already. But London game was U-G-L-Y. They, I, also, my stream was from Australia. My maybe a legal stream i don't know i was getting australian commercials on that one for some reason like weird australian boner pills and stuff it was it was strange watching commercials from another country and strange watching that game um when i you know when i got to the office i watched the first half at home but uh ugly ugly fun there i guess we got our we got our total it wasn't easy but uh we did get there and i feel like probably the right side but no it was maybe too close to say that with a ton of certainty and yeah no i mean jets should have scored a a touchdown on that last drive and gotten the cover for the three and a half backers but uh but over the balance of the game atlanta should have been winning by a lot more than they were heading into that fourth quarter i thought fair score probably about red zone fumbles red zone fumbles are bad uh bad game two teams that i don't have i mean you know nothing Nothing about what we saw was valuable takeaway other than maybe the Jets' slow start is starting to become like a real thing. I don't exactly, uh, I don't exactly want to say it is Zach Wilson's fault because Mike Lafleur's concepts coming out of the game are really predictable, and they don't have the personnel to execute really predictable stuff or even close. Um, so the fact that they start slow isn't shocking. And the fact that they really only get their legs under them when they are like in comeback mode, you know, miracle, you know, you know, their, their win probability is low and all of a sudden they have to just kind of open up the playbook a little bit. That's really only when we see them, uh, you know, start to do anything of significance. Um, it's, a that's a tough, yeah, uh, it's a strong, like, uh, it's a uh, kind of an opposite image of what we see in everything nice. Everybody just said about Brandon Staley for the last couple hours. It's like, yes, he's making sound decisions on fourth down and other game time decisions, but he also has the personnel and the scheme to finish to like make it successful. It's so much easier to, you know, pat that guy on the back when it works out more often than not. And that it's like the opposite of the Jets. The Jets don't even have the personnel and the skill position players to make normal game time. You know, like hey, we should try to get this third down. You know, like they, they don't even have the skill position players to make that happen under like neutral game state right now. It's just a really rough roster. It's going to be a long season. Wilson looked bad for some. We said some nice things about him, and yes, he's been inaccurate. But I mean, some of these were very easy throws. And really, I also, I did want to kind of pick on LaFleur a little too. Like people were laughing on the timeline about, uh, you know, Wilson hitting his rear, rather hitting his lineman in the back of the head on that uh, screen pass. Mm-hmm. You don't also just, I mean, first off, you don't call screen passes in like, at like the 10 yard line anyway. 
That's just yeah. a bad idea. You don't have the space for that kind of scheme to work. Like you need much more space for that. It can work in certain types, but that wasn't a screenplay that, you know, the safety is not 30 yards downfield. People can converge a lot quicker on a screen pass. So, I mean, just a lot of things going wrong. Yeah. Um, the secret pod play, we'll get to the Philly game. But yeah, let's let's stop talking about the Sunday game. Let's get to or the the London game, get to the actual stuff that was going on today the so, Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. have a bad secondary and that Didn't is matter. a problem but the, cuz their offense is a problem if you can't cover those receivers and that is probably going to result in me not downgrading them for another defensive injury i'm going to have to check on on uh, Lamonte David see what the uh yeah, I don't know if he's it's a, like a multi-week thing or if he's good for next week. But yeah, another injury to coverage slash defense for them, not great. But yeah, the offense was scary today. Yeah, Brady throttled uh that Miami defense. The Miami defense is uh I guess people talked about it being smoke and mirrors based on you know the turnovers and uh fluky stuff that was not repeatable. Um, but boy, has that come to fruition. I was surprised at how poor that secondary played today. Um, I thought, you know, Miami was hanging in there until the fourth quarter. It got away from them. Um, Jacoby Brissett made mistakes that Jacoby Brissett's going to make. Um, they still had, uh, you know, opportunity to compete in this game. And, the, you know, then everything, the wheels just entirely come off in the second, uh, late in the second half there. Tom Brady, five touchdown passes today. Um, he continues to, con- you know, put together a really impressive statistical profile. Which, if the Buccaneers can get the one seed, will put him in contention for the MVP, even if he's not deserving of that. Um, but he looks sharp. He's got good, con- good chemistry with Antonio Brown, uh, and uh, Miami now has to turn around on a, a difficult weekend head to London to play the Jaguars, um, who we'll yeah. get to in a minute. We'll get to now. Philly Carolina was a game nobody should ever rewatch. If you have any inkling of, I should watch a little film, see how that went. Just maybe save yourself the trouble unless you really want to dig into probably some of the Carolina offense stuff. Um, little worried about the coaching there. I did love the some of the play call, the scheme, the sequencing against a team that probably should have been looking a little bit better on offense. And then obviously the late game collapse was rough, but. I mean, we like Hertz. We like some of the things he's done. And it just really slow start for Philly today. And that was the secret pod play team total, which looked dead, dead, dead in the water and got there by a half point. I can't believe yeah. that either, Sam. I guess uh, one wild thing about that game, I did not really see the Philadelphia stampede of money coming. The fact that they closed under Clear. three was a huge surprise. And then, they looked like they had no business even compete. You know, like they looked like they were completely out of that game. Uh, in the second half, Sam Darnold did nothing. Offense scored three points for Carolina. Uh, Matt Rule is not uh, going to be your coach of the year. You can pretty much cross, cross him off the list. Carolina is now going to need to turn things around to get back into the. Uh, you know, this I guess really that loss open wide open now wild card spot number seven. Um, I, and maybe even number six, because uh, it doesn't look like San Francisco or Seattle is going to be competing for that spot. So there's going to be some teams now that talk themselves into, oh, wait, actually, we are in playoff contention. One of them is your Minnesota Vikings. One of them is Philadelphia uh, Eagles, Atlanta Falcons, even at two and three. 
those teams can tell themselves that they're still going to be in the mix fighting for that wild card spot. That does not happen if Philadelphia doesn't get the win. Um, so credit to them for fighting. Hertz looked bad. He had a bad game. They still win. Uh, I guess there's something to be said about that. Um, I mean, if you just want to go counting stats, he had a better game than Darnold eventually, which is saying something about Darnold's man. saying something about Darnold's second half more than anything about Hertz. Yeah. Uh, the Titans throttled the Jags eventually. That one was looking like, oh no, this is going to be back and forth because both defenses are pretty bad. But then. You know, the the attrition of the Titans have better skill position players on the offense kind of caught up to this. The Jags didn't score on every drive. The Titans scored in every quarter. And eventually, even the fourth quarter where they were kind of running away with things. So 37-19, the Jags possibly distracted. I don't know. Um, uh, obviously, some off-the-field off stuff with them this week. But they're just a bad team, and they fall to 0-5. Probably deservedly, yeah. a team that maybe doesn't deserve to be zero and five, but yeah, not not much to take away from there. The Titans came out of it healthy, three and two, and you know that bit of bit of a race for uh, for first place there, I suppose. With the if the Colts can get anything done on Monday, otherwise three and two is kind of a stranglehold on the on the division because what are the very bad AFC South, yeah. Yeah, very bad AFC South. Because if the Colts, let's say the Colts lose, they're a seven-point dog at, on on the road. They'd be one and four. Houston is one and four. The Jags are zero and five. So the Titans are three and two with a stranglehold on the division right now. Wow, that is something. Yeah, yeah I don't, not much saying that. Hey, um, I don't have any thoughts. Uh, the Urban Meyer kind of deconstruction, de-evolution, devolving out of, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the head coaching position there didn't really advance much today besides Tennessee, like getting an easy cover. I did. Uh, His one quote, if that's true, the quote about not micromanaging who's on the field for like certain plays where he, he, he said that there was a weird situation. He's like, I don't micromanage who's on the, on the field for that play. It's like, aren't you kind of the where the buck stops, buddy? So weird, another weird quote out of him, but yeah, not much. It didn't, I, I honestly, I, I mean, I felt like he had two games to get this team to play for him. Today was one of them. They didn't, um, you know, the London game might be the, the deciding game one way or the other about his fate, his future. I, you know, still think he's the wrong man for the job and think they need to move on. But um, I also have a, a vested interest in that. So <laughs> it's a, a little yeah. bit biased there. So yeah, I'd love to see him get left in London. Once again, London listeners, be careful. Urban is coming your way this week. We'll update your travel plans. Detroit, Minnesota. I legitimately hated, hated Dan Campbell before the season. This guy's an idiot. He's wearing a motorcycle helmet. He's talking <laughs> just um, to quote some people I met in Boston, just talking rag. That's what they say. Uh, they taught me that out there. Just talking absolute rag, just being an idiot. And today I felt horrible because like he was caught up in his feelings about this loss. And it really, I don't blame him one bit. Like to, I just think about like, you think about your job, Drew, or like anything you, anything you really put your heart and soul into. Like I've had stuff at work, not go right. But imagine if everything you did for like 
eight weeks just got at the end of the week somebody came and like stomped on your computer like <laughs> yeah, start over or like yeah. just took your took your shit and threw it out the window like it has to suck to try so hard and just get stomped on like that the lions deserve better because the vikings coaching was pretty inept with a lead at the late in the game and they got they got their heart ripped out again and it was another it wasn't 60 but man it was like 55 yards it was a pretty long field goal on a a short you know a quick drive with i don't i think the vikings had a couple timeouts but man they ripped on the field in a hurry and got that out so that's yucky i don't think it says much about the minnesota vikings as far as the coaching staff better roster than we've seen on the field i guess you have a receiver who can't be stopped at times. You have a top five receiver on that, on that, uh, you know, on your roster probably. And the fact that they're content with what they do on offense sometimes is kind of why they're probably two and three at this point. So that is the Packers division. I think the, what if the, the, uh, yeah, Chicago won today that pushes them to three and two. So they still only are a half game back, but yeah, Chicago and Minnesota all of a sudden are thinking wild card. Um, and I don't think that's crazy. Uh, they have tough schedules, um, but those were big wins for them today. The Minnesota, the fact that they let Detroit hang and hang and hang and were set, were facing a defeat was incredible in the moment. It was like, what? How is this possible? Um, I'm glad they got the win. I like Minnesota in the mix. Uh, I like, I love Jeff. Justin Jefferson is amazing. Um, the two passes Kirk made to Thielen to get them into field goal range were pretty solid, but that was in their back pocket all game and they waited until the, at the death to deploy it. So whatever. Um, Minnesota is not a well-coached team in general, in my opinion. Um, no, it's a, it's a bad, it's a bad job of coaching, a bad job of managing that roster. And they were lucky to get a win. I would love to see them. In a Survivor survival, man, was the oh, name of the yeah. game today. That there are two of them. That one. I, de- the I deviated. I went a hundred percent Minnesota. Oh, I and did too. Cause yeah. I was, I was going to go was Minnesota and New upset. England. And then at the beginning, I was laughing like, haha, I went Minnesota, not New England. I, I showed them. And then later, when Minnesota was losing with 30 seconds, New England was winning. I was very, very sad. So we were uh, we were pretty happy with that result. That, that I guess, for Survivor, I was very happy. And I uh, kind of touched on Denver-Pittsburgh a little. That was... I had no takeaways other than... I want to watch that game. I didn't watch much of that game. I want to see more of what Pittsburgh did. They ran, they ran a bad, very effectively, a, a which was surprising. Defense, yeah. they, they were a much more effective on the ground than we had seen to this point in the season, which was surprising. I did not know you could run on Denver that way, uh, particularly minus EV type of runs. They were working, so that was strange. Um, we skipped over New Orleans-Washington. Uh, oh, New, Orleans yeah, was, New Orleans was a hot side this week. Um, that got bet from pick to two and a half. I thought it was going to get to three. It was taking a lot of money. Uh, and New Orleans was the right side there. Uh, obviously, they were helped by that fluky end of first half touchdown by James Winston. James Winston had one of the, another really bizarre stat line where he had four touchdowns, but really not <laughs> like 200 it was, some yards. Yeah, it was a very strange statistical um, performance by him. But 50% they win. completion rate. Um, but four touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah, we, really and weird. See, yeah, hail mary. I mean, you can. I, I, I don't like treat those as some crazy play, even though they are. I treat them like uh, you know, a pick six or something. It's just a high leverage play that 
you know, more chance than skill. Although to be fair, the Washington defenders did a horrible job of getting down there and jumping up and knocking the ball down like you're supposed to. Like they were, they were just kind of standing around. That's how. Yeah. That's how you lose games. So yeah, Washington falls to two and three, which is good. Uh, Washington and the Raiders losing is good for season-long win total bets that I have. Yeah, it'd be nice to see them continue to lose. And yeah, I mean, you're right. The New Orleans steam was probably right there. No, it wasn't probably. The New Orleans team was right. Cincinnati steam might have been right, honestly. They lost oh, both, stop both. it. Oh, stop, 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 <laughs> stop, 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 stop. That, okay. Uh, we will gloss, <laughs> we will go on and on and on about Brandon Staley and what an amazing coach he is in due time. Lef- my, uh, Matt LaFleur today and his lack of... Um, Understanding the stakes in that game when he was up against a sharp opponent that was well prepared and he was the you know he was a more injured team and you know getting three points on those two fourth quarter deep in the red zone uh, drives was utterly inexcusable. That game staying under the total was mind blowing. I think there were what were they in the end five missed field goals or something insane. Um, there's absolutely no reason that green bay should have even been in that position in overtime to begin with let alone uh you know blow a gift of an interception that put them on the freaking doorstep of points it's like the 25 man <sighs> man and the two calls that they had before the third down field goal attempt were just totally wasted um didn't even really get your kicker onto the hash you wanted to be on they just conceded yardage with two super soft runs green bay remained soft but got the win anyway um the fact that that got bet across three is still mind-blowing to me um i just, you, I just there were I, some places it got I down to like got, two yeah i kind of understood it with a just the fact that we've seen the rest of the green bay secondary be pretty bad and i think despite what you get from the the rogers offense i just think that we saw you know you saw a total get bet up and you saw the Bengals get bet which is just kind of saying like the Bengals will be able to take advantage of this with three good receivers and a decent quarterback against an okay pass like they have a bad offensive line but the pass rush isn't electric for Green Bay and without Jair Alexander like Cincinnati was going to get theirs I, I I don't know kind of before the game I was thinking I'm like man this kind of I almost thought like this kind of lands on three or four a lot where like this is going to come down to it, and it's funny it did end up landing on the three for a lot of people pushing, but it just it did seem like the the early Bengals numbers were probably rewarded in a game that the Bengals were going to score in because of those secondary issues, and I think a lot of maybe people were also banking on Lafleur to be a little less aggressive because we've seen that now where he's not taking advantage. It's like the same thing I said about Zimmer. You're not taking advantage of the gifts you've been given with the the quarterback first off that you have, and then Devontae Adams. You have a really good tight end in Tanya, and you have some good. Yeah, you actually have a good offensive line and some good running backs as well. Like that offense should be a lot more than it is right now. And if he doesn't get that straight, it's not going to be a, a force in the in the postseason, I suppose. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's maybe our major takeaway. Like, don't worry about Packers futures. Lafleur will eventually. Um, doom this team at some point um the again that was just a bananas game there were packers had almost 500 yards of offense in that one 25 points 
Yikes. And uh, yeah, they were, uh, uh, I don't know, Bengals in the end, they went for it twice on fourth down. Both plays were excellent. Um, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow continued to develop chemistry. Chase was six for 159 today. Uh, a couple of key catches too. Devontae Adams, 11 for 206 with a touchdown. But the one that Rodgers missed him wide open on third and goalish at the end of the regulation that should have given the Packers a seven-point lead in that game was still haunting me. I do not understand how Rodgers misses that throw. He misses that throw like once every 100 and uh, happened to yeah. be on a really high-leverage play, which stunk. Um I'm mad Packers didn't get the cover, and I'm mad that the total didn't go over. That was yeah, uh, I'm more. I'm more mad about that because I had that bet. Um, there were was, so many paths to victory for that. Total. I had so obviously when I'm mad about that, I'm live betting. My highest live bet total I had was a 46 and a half. I had several that had already gotten there. I had a 44 that it was sitting on, obviously in overtime, and there was a certain point where I was worried. I'm like, oh, this. There's 46 and a half. They're not going to get there. Not only that, but I'm going to push on this 44 that has no business pushing on with this 800 yards of offense in this goddamn game. So rough, rough game kind of for both teams in the end. Um, New England, Houston. We saw a very squarely Houston offense. Are you worried about how good are the Bills then? Are the Bills going to win by six <laughs> I just, I, I think maybe probably just the no, case of another, how bad another are the week Patriots. of prep. Yeah. yeah or how bad are the, bad the, the Patriots and why, and you, you know, we knew that that was a, just a dead awful number, eight, nine, you know, Patriots shouldn't be favored on the road by almost 10 points. That was super inflated and nonsense. And the Patriots were lucky to get a win. Um, I guess for the Mac, Jones rookie of the year tickets. This would have been that would have been the death blow, probably. And we'd be talking yeah. about Pitts versus Chase for the rest of the season. Um, maybe Fields. Fields might be in the mix yet now. I mean, if he continues to to get W's, I guess if they make yeah, the I Fields, know. yeah, Fields and Bears make the playoffs. That's probably a rookie of the year realistically. Mac Jones is not good today. Mac Jones uh, but, was efficient. Twenty three of thirty, but only two hundred thirty one yards. Go ahead. Question from the chat. He says. And I don't know if you want to do this like with your actual power rankings or how you think these teams from a future standpoint, if I had to just go straight up power rankings, it's really close between, I mean, Tampa, Tampa's the highest for NFC for me. And then Arizona Rams, Dallas, Green Bay are all very close to each other. Yeah, I have uh, the top five. Is that right? Yep. Uh, I would do. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. You know I would what I'm do, doing? I'm gonna go Tampa. Yeah, yeah. Big gap. I'm gonna go for me. Big Tampa, gap. Big gap. Then, I mean, then Arizona, I, Dallas, Rams. You know, let's put a little qualifier on that. Tampa with a at the end of the season healthy, with a fully yeah. healthy defense. Yeah, big gap. Know. Big gap. Then the Packers for me. Then the Cowboys. Then uh, uh, Rams and Cardinals basically tied fourth. I'm gonna, yeah, I go Cardinals, Dallas, Green Bay, Rams. In that order, so but those are all very close. Like any anything could uh, jump one of those over the other ones. Yeah, I mean, I have more faith in the Dallas Cowboys offense than I do the Cardinals or Rams offenses. Honestly, um, that's that's why Dallas. That's is why they have to up. be third. Yeah. Um, um where does they're that great. Leave us? Yeah, they continue to be great. We're on the afternoon now. We're on Vegas. Chicago didn't watch much of that game. I was cheering for Chicago. Fields did enough to get the win. Vegas. 
if the offense is going to look like that, then you are not going to maybe look like the team that everyone was excited about when they were 3-0. Again, didn't catch much of this. I made this game um, – I made it a five. That was the market, and I'm glad I didn't bet it, I guess. I had in my gut uh, a feeling that Chicago was the right side. Didn't get involved at all. Didn't expect Fields – actually – I'm looking. I didn't watch much of it either. Obviously, uh, yeah. Fields was 12 of 20 for 111 yards. He got three rush attempts for four yards. This was a game one with defense, which is a surprise. Um, the Vegas, the the Gruden, um, the Gruden Vegas uh, offense. They might have had some distraction a, too this week with the yeah. whole Gruden thing. I don't know. I didn't really hear quotes from the locker room like, "Hey, we're you know maybe some of the African American players might have been a little upset." But at the same time, you can't say I'm mad at the coach, so I'm not going to play good. You know, yeah, you right. still have to be looking out for your career. So I, I seen that narrative thrown around. It could have been a distraction for sure, but I, I don't think it was the cause of this team being yeah. this bad on offense. I'll have to rewatch before I comment. Yeah, I, I want to. Car, Car was obviously under this pressure a, a lot. Bears brought the pass rush, and they did well with the pass rush. Um, it looked like Car got popped four times, three sacks. Um, he got popped hard one time. We uh. We saw some Peterman in there for a couple plays. I think he just ran it a couple times. Um, oh, yeah, two rushes. <clears throat> and that, that is the thing about the afternoon games. These early ones, I've had a chance to sit down with the box score during the afternoon games. Little these, not so much. So, yeah, I'm going to dig deeper into that one. Yeah. Cleveland Chargers, points. Oh, man, dude. That game getting away, that game getting away for Cleveland stings. Um, they played. They looked like they were running away. Asses point. off. They played their asses off offensively. And the Chargers down 14, didn't panic, went for it deep in their own end zone, a couple you know, deep in their own territory a couple times. No problem. Um, you know how we were trying. I mean, I say we, I, you and you know this, but yeah, it's been tough to figure out what's going on with uh Herbert and how he tends to, you know, have like some unusual statistics. He is ex exceptionally cool on fourth downs like i i was uh i was not surprised that they went for the fourth downs they went for like that is now kind of their identity and it's very cool to see um but herbert execution on those plays was just outstanding um i thought in general the officiating was keeping the game close uh and there was that one fourth down call that Green defend. I don't even know if it was fourth. I think it was. Yeah, no, this was the big, this was the key swinging point in the game. It was fourth quarter. Chargers went four and fourth down. It was deep pass to Mike Williams. Green was in perfect. He was, he was in, uh, he was at the location. The pass was being, uh, coming. He had his head around. There were two guys were hand fighting. Williams had his hand like up Green's jersey, and Green gets called for the, the PI on that play, and they give the Chargers the ball at the 30. That really, 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 really was a huge high leverage play. And um, in general, I thought the officiating was disappointing in that game. Um, Browns a couple of times where they had drives where they could have put some, take some time off the clock, put a little bit of pressure on the chargers, get called with some really questionable holding calls. Um, Ended up having a huge swing in the game. I'm sour grapes, obviously. So I'm not, uh, you know, clear mind on this at all, but uh, um, I thought they got uh, a very favorable whistle. And then uh, ultimately the game was won or lost 
on the basis of Stefanski having a one point lead. Stefanski had a one point lead and he that went three and out was rough. Mega conservative. It was almost I like still he still don't understand what he still he, had a little Zimmer was. left in him. That was very Zimmer esque. Absolutely. Very right. Zimmer esque. Absolutely. Yeah. Kareem Hunt for one yard. Baker Mayfield passed deep left to Higgins. I didn't exactly get what that, you know, like you throw a pass that's, uh, you know, that's middle of the field that's going to, you know, be easy completion, take some time off the clock. You don't go for that, I don't think, but he did. And then a running play on third and nine to basically just concede, uh, you know, concede 40 seconds off the clock and give the ball back to the Chargers at midfield when your defense is down all of the players they were down at that point and were completely and utterly gassed guys laying on the field, uh, you know, after every, you know, major play, like not a good, uh, not a good job now, very reminiscent actually of the end of the game against the, uh, the chiefs in the playoffs. You remember obviously where they elected to punt the ball with four minutes remaining, uh, and count on their defense getting a stop, which they did not. If you don't remember, um, yeah, the end of the game, you know, here you have all of these analytics in your back pocket and all of this, uh, uh, getting all of these pats on the back for, you know, yeah, when you're going for it and when too. you're aggressive. And, uh, if yeah. that game is tied that drive, it's, it's so funny how like something that is in your favor turns you into a worse team in the next drive. Yeah. Right. Right. right, right. Just, just play, play your normal offense instead of being, instead of being ugly and, uh, things probably turn out better. I didn't, uh, I didn't watch a ton of that game other than the fact that it was on red zone constantly. I was watching some other stuff, but I'll take your word for it on the officiating. You're usually pretty, you're pretty fair on that. Even when it is against you, it was Dallas. Yeah. The timing of some, the the timing of a lot of the calls were, it was convenient for continuing a high, highly, you know, to make the game entertaining. But then the one on the fourth down that was so high leverage was just completely indefensible in my opinion, but I don't know how else you're supposed to play defense. Dallas, New York, New York looked squarely and then everyone got hurt. We probably would have had a closer game because New York was actually playing fairly well at several times during the last few weeks on offense. I'm not sure they could have ever kept pace and uh, Dallas probably would have been you know, pedal to the metal more if, uh, if it would have been, you know, a little more competitive and we might've seen, you know, 50 points out of Dallas, honestly, but uh, getting your quarterback and your starting running back and another, actually there was a third player, maybe a lineman was hurt as well. I believe Uh, everybody ran to the window and bet the Cowboys live. I was one of them. Congrats to everybody. I'm not sure there was a number out there that didn't cash if you bet them in the first half live. So good job on that. And we'll check in on those injuries. I don't know if I'll be looking too closely at the Giants number next week without knowing the status of Danny Dimes, but he looked like he got his shit rocked. I don't know if he's playing next week. And certainly Saquon's ankle looked pretty rough. Uh, We already touched on San Francisco, Arizona. I don't have much to say on that other than I was a little disappointed in Trey and the usage. Man, that one was tough. That one hurt. Um, the one for five on fourth down, and then the yeah. f- particularly that goal line. Um, I thought he, I thought he broke the plane. I it was, was so close. Pretty, I, I, I was didn't... pretty upset there, uh, and that was huge because 
obviously a seven-point game, low-scoring game. San Francisco's defense stepped up. I thought they played great, even in you know with some of the you know the issues that they have in their secondary in terms of personnel who were available. Uh, Fred Warner was great in that game, and uh, you know you hold the Cardinals to 17 points, you're in it. Um, Trey Lance, actually, I think they outgained uh, the Cardinals on offense by a decent amount. It was 340 to 304 in favor of San Francisco. First downs, basically a draw. Um, Another really weirdly officiated game. Did you catch that one drive in the third quarter where San Francisco started getting a little momentum up and they called offensive holding three times and then they did it every way? Every time I looked up, it was San Francisco first and 20, it felt like. There were were three calls on the same drive in the third quarter and then the next drive, another one. I saw one or two Very ticky-tack. What did you think? I saw, I saw one. Realistic? Like, right. You thought they yeah, were like fair? He had, him, he had his shoulder pad hooked. I'm like, yeah, they have to call that. I mean, it was right by the runner. So some, sometimes it's sometimes it's just bad luck or the refs you know, saw it because they're holding on every play for Christ's sake. But... <sighs> one of five on fourth down is super tough. And a couple Not of them like, no, the juice check one was brutal. The goal line one was brutal. Uh, the Sanu drop at one point really made me want to scream. Uh, everything went against the Niners, and they were still right there, almost covered. That one hurts. Uh, I'm still very sh- convinced that the line was not correct, and anyone who backed the Cardinals, I think, got very lucky. Um, Trey Lance probably wasn't ready for what they asked him to do out there. Um, a lot of running Attempts, 16 attempts, 89 yards on the ground for him. So he easily makes, makes his rushing prop. Uh, however, Shanahan put him in harm's way often. Uh, none of those were designed in a way that Trey Lance was not going to get contact. And obviously, uh, um, you know, that that's that he plays through it. He's a tough kid. Uh, good for him. But uh uh, I don't know how you expect him to have a lengthy career to the tune of giving away the assets you did to bring him in if that's the way you're going to use him. Um, and ultimately, the Niners, this is probably going to be a disappointing season, I have to say. They're two and three right, right, right now. Off- they have two <clears throat> losses in division. Go ahead. Yeah, and right off the bat, too, Justin Fields is getting hit a lot, too. Like, they're, you know, we're the guys that say, hey, it's fine. Like, let's get these rookie quarterbacks out there, see what we got. Let's not get them killed. Like some of these play calls made me a little worried about Justin Fields as well, too. So I have every lineup, um, uh, several between several books, I have a line for everything right now. So I just while you were talking there, I filled in the um, updated lines from the look aheads on a few things. And then I also realized that I haven't updated my numbers on Seattle or New York Giants yet for quarterback play. Because I'm like, sure. oh boy, my, my Seattle Pittsburgh number is very wrong, but I need to make some sort of Gito adjustment that I haven't clicked in there yet. And then also for the Giants, with the probability that you're losing Saquon and Danny Dimes next week, pretty decent size adjustment there as well. But no adjustment for the Thursday night game. That look at was seven. That is still seven. And, oh, man, that's a rookie head coach on Thursday night football, a team that looked dead for three quarters. Are they going to be able to keep this offense from doing whatever they want? Like, Does this does – this, does this feel like a seven that's going to get bet into, even though it's a road favorite? I mean, it's a it's seven plus one hundred right now. I'm not saying I want to grab it right now, but boy, I I can't see 
anything that would excite me about backing the Eagles right now against a team that just kind of keeps their foot on the throat. Yeah, I mean, uh, you have a rookie head coach on Thursday Night Football again uh, for Philadelphia here. Um, Philadelphia's offense should be able to do better than what we saw from Miami today. Um, for whatever, and again, for whatever reason, Tampa Bay is dis- has been very disappointing in these primetime spots going on for a while now. I don't know why. That's hot. Um but this is an easy stay away for me. I think the I think the side's probably Philadelphia. I mean, the fact that Philadelphia got bet so aggressively today, and then they come away with the win, I don't think that was a Carolina fade. I think that was Philadelphia support. And um, well, I'm I'm at like seven point four. I'm I'm pretty fair on this number. I'm staying <clears throat> away unless we see something. I think, but this would be one where Philadelphia might be the right size. This closes down at like six. And then Tampa just throws a couple long ones to AB late, and they win by twenty anyway. And it yeah. feels really bad, and it feels really bad. But I mean, got to take you got to take those spots when you can get them. Yeah, it will, you're paying we'll, a premium on the seven or in seven yeah. right now. It's seven minus twenty. I'm not interested in no, taking no, extra no. juice for that no. against and an offense that can do that to your ass. Especially because uh, your secondary for Philadelphia, uh, in terms of downfield attack, is is very exposable. Um, so if Brady's having a sharp night, Evans and uh, Godwin and Brown are going to be utterly unstoppable in the passing attack. Another 8.30 game early morning. Another couple teams that most people aren't that excited to watch, but Miami and Jacksonville will go at it. I am absolutely on market with this. I have a 2.9. It's 3 Got Miami on their second straight road game, and this one also being an international flight will obviously keep you guys abreast of anything we get as far as travel information. You please do the same with us. If you guys see anything, hit us up in the DMs. It'd be interesting to know what. I mean, Jacksonville has a new head coach, but Christ, he should be able to like talk to whatever George Costanza is in their organization. Be like, what do we normally do? We've mm-hmm. done this so many times. Like, just tell me when to leave. I, I doubt he'll do that. He doesn't seem like the brightest bulb when it comes to asking for other people for help. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do between Flores and Urban. I'm on market here. The total's 45, low for a reason. Yeah, I mean, Miami's probably the right side, but I don't have the stomach to go to well with them. No way. Not, not uh, I guess two is probably going to be back. That's what the other think? thing, Do you think too. that matters? I don't, I don't know that he is. But if he is, it, it probably gets bet up. That's a, a decent upgrade. They're also missing a couple wide receivers at this point now. We'll see what the how the wide receiver injuries and Tua shakes out. So this is a no look right now because you have quarterback and two wide receivers battling some stuff for the next foreseeable future. Okay. Pass. Uh, divisional divisional game. Chicago off a win hosting Green Bay. This is a four. Green Bay is favored by four in Soldier Field. If I go by my raw power rankings, that is a bad number. Even with Green Bay on a back-to-back off overtime, this was four and a half on the look ahead. It actually came down off of Green Bay's surprisingly close game, I guess, and Chicago winning, but Chicago certainly didn't impress me. That said, Green Bay still has secondary issues. What say you? Uh, Green Bay has... 
defensive issues in general. They don't have a pass rush. So Chicago's mm-hmm. offense should be a little more lively than what we saw today and what we saw. You, know, you remember the three games we've seen from Fields now. The game against Cleveland, they, he was dead in terms of just yeah. that they were, they were on his ass every freaking passing down. Uh, the game he won um, against the Lions, he had all the time in the world to operate, and he was a little more effective. Today, he was under duress from time to time, and he got hit a bunch, and he wasn't especially effective. They still win. I think a Green Bay toothless pass rush, probably this is an overplay, 46. Um sucks that you know green I'm bay a little gun shy about a green, <laughs> yeah. a green bay and, over right now yeah yeah and, and at soldier field soldier field they grow the grass in the in the fall and it's sometimes it's a little slower field it's slower afoot um there's a 45 and a half out there in the market if you're interested i'm staying away even though i do agree with the sentiment as far as both teams should be able to get their offenses going against these yeah. defenses right now. I'll the think Chicago defense is not, yeah, it's not good, but a, a good call, Patrick. Don't play a Chicago total early in the week. You could have some wins down there on the lake too. It's not as bad as Cleveland or how some of these other stadiums are set up, but it can still get awful windy there on the shores of Lake Michigan. That takes us to Kansas City and the football team. Kansas City plays tonight, so I'll probably leave this alone. They're a decent favorite versus a team that looked pretty poopy at times against a team that we don't understand. So there's kind of a transitive property of maybe I don't understand Washington football team yet. And <laughs> again, they the Chiefs play tonight. I don't want to get in, involved, take the Chiefs, and then Mahomes blows his knee out or something. That would be a, a bad feeling all around for everybody, especially the people who like to watch football. Um, God, where does that put me? Minnesota, Carolina. Oh, there's some coaching staffs we talked shit about today. This is a pick in Carolina, Minnesota coming off a. It, it was a nice. I mean, the last drive. You can't say anything bad about that last drive. They did that perfectly, and they they got down there in a hurry and got that field goal off and won the game. But man, that playing with a lead is bad. I don't think it's like a live over spot. It might be a live take the dog plus the point spot when Minnesota has a lead. If they're going to play that conservatively, I make Carolina a slight favorite here just because I haven't done any adjustments for them yet. So I'm, I'm not interested in this. This total is 47. That's probably pretty fair. Yeah. I think Minnesota is going to be the, the bet side. Um, if I had to guess, um, I mean, Carolina, they can't really hurt you down the field. Um, we may see Christian McCaffrey back. Um, Minnesota should is the better team should win this game. Uh, but the coaching staff makes it miserable on you if you back them <laughs> so just know running, that. running with a parachute on for sure i think i need to, to let this one mature i doubt this gets beyond bettable range if i ultimately oh. decide minnesota is the right look so i think this one can wait um the chargers will be playing uh it's an early game for a west coast team which is tricky but baltimore also will be off off short rest because they are going to play monday night so Little advantages for each team. I'm pretty close to this. It's three and a half. Obviously, we really liked what we saw from the Chargers 
Chargers offense today, but uh, yet to see Baltimore play this week. I have this about a four. I haven't upgraded the Chargers yet this week. We'll see what happens to Baltimore. If Baltimore is going to get some of these wide receivers back from injury, their offense is going to look quite a bit different. Hopefully, um, yeah. Or excuse me, I have have Baltimore at home. I have this. I have this pretty much on market minus three point six. I haven't upgraded the Chargers there. So maybe Chargers in the points is something I'd be interested in once I give them that upgrade. I don't know. I'm not excited about uh, backing them in a weird spot in an early East Coast game, I guess. Although we do have a good coach, and you would think that that translates to traveling and other things like that. So a heavy lean towards the the Chargers on the other side of the hook, I think probably the best side, right? Yeah, I mean, unless Baltimore goes score shirt tomorrow, and in which case, um, you know, this could be four, so you may want to wait, right? Yeah, I'm holding off on this because I actually do like Baltimore quite a bit tomorrow to get it done. I think Baltimore's defense is not going to fare well against this Chargers team. What do you think? Oh, especially, especially when you have to defend four downs. Like that's annoying. Like it's nothing more an not annoying an, than when you're playing a team yeah. that knows when to go for it. Because it's like, yeah, come on, just kick it, punt here. Yeah, there's the right. old joke on Twitter. Like, hey, if you bet against this team and you're excited that they're kicking the field goal or punting, that means it's the wrong decision. Yeah, you know, right. like yeah. for sure. That that's what makes it annoying betting in those against those teams. So, it, yeah, I'm oh. hopefully Baltimore plays well. I get a plus four. I'll probably be on the Chargers this week. Uh, I'll probably bet the over or anything, if nothing else here, just because you're getting those either short fields for Baltimore or uh, touchdown drives for the Chargers. Yeah, looking at a 50. Off the, I, don't, I don't have my total I, stuff up yet. I can bet into a 49 and a half. I think I'm going to take that. Okay. Put it on the board, Dan. Well, 49 and a half for Drew. Nothing for me at um, Detroit coming off a gut-wrenching loss. Cincinnati there. Cincinnati is a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Man, are we going to have to bet Detroit again? Nobody wants to do that. Hell no. Not against the oh. Cincinnati team. No way. No. Cincinnati's got a live offense, although Burrow rushed to the hospital with something today, right? What yeah, was, what was a- that? A bruised trachea or something, a a contusion of the throat, which sounds painful. I'm guessing he got judo chopped in a tackle or something or just caught an arm to the, the neck or something. So, hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm Detroit, not getting into that Detroit one. doesn't have anywhere close to the defense to keep Cincinnati contained in this spot. The fact that it's three and a half, probably – uh, I mean, Cincinnati's been the hot side now a bunch this season. I've, somebody out there making markets loves them. It's only 48. Um, I want to see how they, some of these injuries progress for both teams, especially Cincinnati secondary and Detroit's skill position, skill position for Detroit. I'll probably stay away from this. But if this ticks down, if this takes under money, I may be the buyback at like 46, 47. Although I'm a little tilted off the last one, so maybe I will not be. The next one is Giants-Rams. Again, I'm probably skipping this for now just yeah. because we have massive injuries on uh, the Giants' side. I just made a quick adjustment. I just, I mean, I literally just have a, uh, a cell I can punch in a number 
or it's like throw this in as an adjustment just to see what's going on. And sure. I made a three point adjustment from dimes to uh, uh, what is his name? The neck, Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon. Um, Glennon's a good backup, actually. <laughs> he's been around. He's played enough games. It's not inexperienced, so it's not a big, big downgrade. He should I, be I, able I to execute the Jason Garrett offense. I that fine. is a good call. <laughs> I, I punched in a three, and then I went over to my lines, and I, I had it at a ten. This is a ten and a half, so maybe that's a pretty decent adjustment, I guess, if you're looking to make one. Rams are minus ten and a half. I don't have interest in laying those kind of points on the road, especially early game for a West Coast team in the Meadowlands and also the second leg of a back-to-back road stretch for the Rams, although they are off Thursday night, so they do get a little extra rest before they go ahead to New York. I'm pretty on market there. Leaving that one alone, boy, I'm not going to – am I going to bet anything today? Cleveland, Arizona. Yeah, I think Cleveland. Cleveland. Cleveland But their defense, man, the injuries on this defense are so, so so serious at this point. Like, they lost Enzo Ward in game. Um, They were down a couple of big bodies on the D line. This is uh, this is rough, man. Injuries everywhere for Cleveland. It's tough. Uh, However, um, they match up well against Arizona. Arizona's I don't know. Arizona's not that good. And Kyler Murray looked a little banged up today. What did you see there? Yeah, I just seen that in the chat. Someone said, is he good to go? Sure, he's good to go. So I'll have to I'll have to check on that because he he might have got uh he might have got banged up more than more than I saw, I guess. So if he's at all injured and this is two and a half, <laughs> it's looking pretty good. This total is high, but is it high enough? You know, maybe caught in the moment a little, but it's only 54 and a half. I thought we'd see like a 56 here. These are offenses that can go when they are going. Although, you know, obviously the Arizona offense was a little stymied today. So leaning Browns, not taking anything right now. Yeah, when, you want. yeah weather, it's got to keep an eye on that, obviously. Imagine betting the over 54 and then we get the wind tunnel game again. Uh, Denver. Just like we thought, not that good, probably, even though I did almost bet them this week when they are when the Teddy news came in. I was waiting for the Teddy versus Haskins game. That would have been fun. Uh, I make this Denver favored by a couple points. They're favored by a couple points. It looks like we have a three in the market. These are teams that are very, very close to league average in my rankings, both of them not too far from each other, and it is in Denver. I'm not laying three with Denver here. Yeah, it looks kind of windy in Cleveland, so pass on that over. I'm not laying three with Denver either. Uh, Vegas, I mean, these two teams that, you know, the narrative around this game is going to be, you know, a couple of frauds. (laughs) Who's the fraudier fraud? Who's the fraudiest Uh, fraud? Who's the fraudiest fraud? Uh, Denver dealing with a cluster injury at wide receiver is being kind of quietly looked over. Um, I don't know how they're going to, like, put up points on this Las Vegas team. Uh, offensive line has some issues as well. Vegas at least can rush the passer. Their defense may be the distinguishing unit in this game. Under 44 is probably going to get bet. I think that probably closes around 42. Um, yeah. The, the total probably the total probably gets ticked down a little here. I'm not going to take any part in that, no. but I think that under gets bet. 
I'm going to, I'm going to dig in. I feel bad that I haven't bet anything. I'm going to dig a little more into some of these, make some adjustments, probably fire on some stuff. I'll tweet it out, but I'm going to skip the Seattle Pittsburgh game because we need to see, you know, what kind of adjustment I want to make for Gino. I'm going to skip Buffalo, Tennessee because Buffalo plays tonight. That only leaves Dallas, New England. Dallas is a three point favorite. Did we see any? And again, good job by some of you guys getting some. Look ones. at one. <laughs> yeah, they're up. To, I think they're up to three, three and a half in the market. There are some threes out there. If you look, you might pay 15 cents, but I mean, that's got to be a bet, right? New England's just not, not playing very well on defense. Nothing says that this, this uh, offense can't travel and do just what they did the past couple weeks. And right now it is, yeah, I mean, it is a three and a half pretty much in the market. So good job, people grabbing that early. Yeah, I mean, I think Dallas is probably the right side here. I don't have any strong inclination to get behind either of these two teams. I think New England probably tries to slow this game down. Um, the offensive line for the Patriots today was a huge question mark going into that yeah, game. But ultimately, four, uh, four they played five. okay. Um, they're going to get some of those guys back healthy this week, so maybe the offensive this, line is a little better. But those guys have sucked. This is a bit narrative-y, but is it? Like the fact that Davis Mills and the people that put the plays together for him were able to do what they did in the first half especially, what does that say about a Dak-led offense with Coop? And I mean, they were they, they were working it down the field at times. Yeah, and they don't take their foot uh, off. They don't take their foot off the gas, which is pretty cool. Uh, a lot of my, you know, Mike McCarthy, to his credit, I suppose, does not wave the white flag. He continues to go, go, you know, continues to run, uh, you know, an offense that's dynamic. Um, the Zeke Elliott Tony Pollard combo is an absolute disaster in the second half. They are so freaking good. Uh, Dak Prescott, yeah, 302 yards, three touchdowns, and an int today. The int was fluky because it was a tip. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, yeah, this is a Dallas or pass. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't I'm think. probably going to, I'm going to sell this out to four. I'm going to bet this. Dallas minus four. That's the real question is does Trev, does uh, Diggs get another interception? If he, ends well, that's up, the thing. If you throw a ball at Diggs, you're going to end up with an extra possession. Do, do you have a read on what's going on there? <laughs> is that what's repeatable? That? Does he continue to to stockpile just just to? No, I mean he's very good, but he like he's a good player. You have to be a good player, but also in the right place at the right time. Interceptions are some some luck, some skill. Fumble recovery recoveries are a lot of luck. So, yeah, and that's the thing. He picked Glennon, not Danny Dimes. So he didn't. Yeah. He's thriving on bad ones. Do you want to touch Monday Night Football for like two, three minutes before we? Yeah, I mean, I think the major takeaway about Monday Night Football is this is probably your market buy low on Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore could lose next week to the Chargers. There's no, no, there's no guarantee there, but they are three and a half point favorites mm-hmm. right now. So that's an expected win. Uh, they are home until the middle of November. They have. They will probably be favorites of three and a half or more every week that Lamar is healthy until Thanksgiving, where they go at Cleveland. At Cleveland is probably the next game on their schedule, like week thirteen or something, where they're going to be uh, meaningful dogs. Uh, so, basically, get in now on anything that you may want for Baltimore to win the AFC North, to win Division, the, yep. yeah, to win the AFC. 
Lamar Jackson MVP, all that stuff you probably need to bet now. And yes, we are worried about Diggs getting DPOI. Like if he gets 10 interceptions, yeah. we, we might be shit out of luck. Like that just I'm gonna be we, pretty we angry, talked about yeah. that. We talked about that preseason. Like uh for defensive rookie of the year or defensive player of the year, like a cornerback or a safety having high counting stats like that. It, it means a lot in those award markets. So yeah, let's I not forget that Miles Garrett got one today too. He got a sack and he def- yes. he would end a pass defense and he had three pressures. Uh, so he continues to have an yeah, spread the word on that guy himself. Um, he is up to eight sacks on season eight and a half. He should have got another half sack, but the scorekeeper did not give him credit for it. Uh, Maybe we'll get an overnight adjustment on that. I don't know um, if we will. Yeah, and it doesn't, somebody says the Dallas boost is real. It doesn't hurt to play for Dallas and play a bunch of primetime games throughout the season as well. Um, here's one quick thing to leave you with. Yeah. Dak, and granted, I have no stake in this, but I do have some come. I brought this up to Drew. I said, what if Dak just throws for like 300 and three touchdowns? For, and eventually he is one of the four front runners for MVP. They stay healthy if they win the division handily, and he's got a lot of counting stats, yeah. and he's in the MVP market. You're not going to get MVP and comeback player of the year. I just don't think that's it. Like if, some yeah. some weird like some weird player could get comeback player of the year if Dak wins MVP. Although yeah, I, I, uh, I really I think it's Herbert's to lose right now, right? It's a five. Well, Herbert is in great position because he has a coach that understands what's going on, and he is playing outstanding football. Um, it's a five-man race, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I would look at it because, again, this comes down to statistical profile combined with being a top two seed in your conference and a quarterback. And I think the likely top two seeds right now are Tampa and Dallas in the a- NFC. So that puts yeah. Tom Brady and Dak into the discussion. Uh, in the AFC, you're going to have um, Mahomes always in the conversation, Herbert. Whoever wins that division is going to be a top two seed. And then uh, Lamar and Baltimore probably are going to get a top two seed at this point. Um, so I think those are the five guys you look at. You can make it, like, you can sell me a, a price on Aaron Rodgers as well, just because I think the Packers will be like maybe like a bubble two seed, probably a three seed though. Um, and that defense is now hurting so much that he's going to have to be aggressive and score points and, you know, get the stats. So. He may end up with a pretty decent profile at the end of the day, but I, I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you on like Rogers a little more fringe for me, just because he just won it, and because of some of the stuff that's yeah, going to happen that's to him true. because yep. of coaching. We did, we did briefly touch touch on next week's Sunday Night Football. It's not off the board by any means, but with the the Seattle quarterback thing, I wasn't 100 percent sure how far to to adjust this this is a three in the look ahead and the look ahead was with you know with gino these were the lines that are available this week friday after we knew about the injury this is now a a four and i really don't know how to treat that i pittsburgh favored by four at home versus seattle obviously it would have been much different if we had russ healthy oh man i I feel like even with the adjustments, I can't quite get to Pittsburgh being favored by four here. No but way. do you really want to? Do you really want to go to war with uh, Geno Smith? Carroll and Geno Smith. No. 
Yeah. So I no. mean, the, it's the right side, wrong, right side, wrong side thing. Yeah. <laughs> so this might be a lean. The drum. Might Still be not a lean, uh, Might be a lean week for me betting wise. I have I have some total stuff. My total stuff doesn't really take shape until further into the season, as the uh, the nature of Bayesian inference works. I guess. Sure. Learned a lot from Mister Plus CV Analytics, so some more information is always useful for that sort of stuff. And I think I'm going to be digging into more totals this week for sure. And the game yeah. is just kicked off on my stream. Cool. All right. Well, let's go watch this. I'll catch you at halftime. Hurtful. And the, Gino Chiefs. and Russ have the same number of MVP votes lifetime. Oh, that's true. Usually I just gloss over Kyle's comments because they're mean, but that one's pretty funny. That was, And, it's and, and very, yeah, very to, to close it, I tweeted about this. Made zero sense. The play calls were somehow more aggressive with Gino. Well, it's because they were in. They they had to be. They were they were in comeback mode, but even I don't know. Like that's right, we'll yeah, that's the very frustrating thing about coaching right now in the NFL. The haves and the have-nots could not be farther apart. Shall we? Yeah, let's wrap. Go watch the first half of football. Good luck to you. Yeah, can't see you driving. Love that they're getting Jarek McKinnon.